spooky episode of the Nerd Dads Podcast. Continue to listen if you dare. Here are your hosts, the Nerd Dads. Take it away, gentlemen, and show no mercy. What's up, y'all? A very spooky intro for a very spooky episode of the Nerd Dads Podcast. This is our October episode. Uh, Shane here with you and my man Greg in the studio once again. What's up, my guy? What's up? I'm scared already. Tell you one thing before we get into this uh, episode that, man, Greg has one of the most epic Crip Keeper laughs, and it's not just like um, one of those things that he does on the fly. I feel like you put some work in on this because it's so on point. Here's the original Crip Keeper. Okay, the Crip Keeper, of course. Greg, uh, have you been practicing? <laughs> I mean, applause track, engage for sure, for sure. That's an epic Crip Keeper. You're too kind, Shane. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> I should have had you just do. We should have talked about this before the show and just had you do that the whole show. Yeah, but I, uh, I think I had a period. I just I was I was doing it. When that I was really just like have. your thing. Yeah, or like if I would be like walking in a busy mall. You know, that was always fun around the spooky time. You know, right, it's like there's a lady 100%. behind me. You know, just. <laughs> How, why yeah. did nobody ever get you like the mask and maybe like you did costume oh, and just hung out? Yeah. He was a puppet, right? Yeah, the so Crypt Keeper. Gotta work on puppet. my ventriloquism. Yeah. You got the talent there. Anyways, moving on today in this episode of the Nerd Dads podcast, we mentioned that it is the October episode. So we're getting into spooky season. I love it. With a couple top fives. Uh, our first top five, we're going to talk spooky games. When it comes to spooky video games, um, there are some real terrifying, like, scar you video games. There are some really gory video games. Again, could be scarring, whatever. But here on the Nerd Dads podcast, on this episode, we are highlighting the Nerd Dads top five in terms of video games. And then a top five, of course, movies and TVs. Yeah, in, we're not we're not uh, not like uh, you know professional critics or anything like that. This is just our nerddom, or the bumps in the night corners right, of our childhood. Right, right, you know? yeah. I mean, there are some, and we could mention just to preload. Uh, I guess this episode, we could mention some of our games and some of our movies and TVs honorable mentions that maybe yeah. didn't meet our list. Dude, Queen of the Damned. Come on, Super is that shit. the best soundtrack in the history of horror movies? Queen of the Damned was unbelievable. And rest uh, in peace, Ashanti. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. For or not sure. Ashanti. What was her name? Aaliyah. Thank you Aaliyah. so very yeah, much. Very, very well so done. let's skip all that stuff. Um, but yes, Aaliyah, rest in peace. Fantastic. Aaliyah, on rest movie. in yeah. peace. And like you said, that soundtrack was just, oh, it was It was epic, guess, yeah. epic. Any of, the, any of the Jason movies, any of the Freddy's, any of the Freddy movies, and then... There were, how, what's your opinion on Freddy versus Jason? Did you see that movie? I enjoyed the the crossover. I enjoyed okay. the Freddy versus Jason crossover. Uh, Kelly Rowland was actually in that movie. Since we're no talking way. about music, okay, yep, I yep, totally was, forgot about that. Yep, and uh, they uh, they did a fantastic job about uh, encompassing both movies into the in into the thing altogether. It was just a fantastic uh, collaboration. Uh, took the kind of silly kookiness of of Freddy with the you know I've got to be serious and brooding all the time Jason and then just having to melee it out it was a good stuff yeah it was very very cool and uh, I think this will be a recurring theme since we're talking about like expanding into multiple episodes and uh, like you said the franchising of these different horror uh, well franchises mm -hmm. that's going to be a recurring theme today once again because well maybe this is just a me thing Greg, is this a me thing that I I get so tired of a a second, a third, a third and a half 
movie, and it loses its purity. It does. I, this it is does. a thing for me. is a huge thing with me. Uh, you know, a really popular thing now in music is to remake stuff. A really popular thing in I'm movies is yeah. to remake stuff. And um, I mean, there it can be done well. I think one of the list, one of the shows that makes my list uh, a little later in the show uh, here on Nerd Dads, we'll be talking a movie that was a remake that I feel like was done really well. That actually makes my top five in terms of movies and TV. But yes. my man, Greg, any last thoughts on honorable mentions? Uh, I'm going to put in for honorable mentions. It is a it is a comic book movie and a horror movie. The Blade series. The, the Blade yeah. series. Let's go. Wesley Snipes did a fantastic job. Movie was ahead of its time. And I think it was the pioneer for superhero movies as far as being a Marvel franchise movie. And uh, that opening scene in the club where this dude had no idea what he was getting into and uh, then whenever the blood sprays out and everybody goes into a frenzy and he really figures out, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm now the appetizer. I'm not even, you know, having anything. It was just, it was a fantastic movie start to finish. I Wesley know. Snipes. You didn't know you were going to hear from Wesley Snipes on the podcast today. Uh, Underworld, another honorable mention for me, a series of movies there that was it was kind of like that goth glam type thing, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, the casting there and stuff. But let's get into it. Yep. First in sequence of podcast protocol. Top five scary games in all of nerddom. Initiate countdown. Number five. Thank you so very much, Nerdbot. Glad to have you back in the studio, my guy, my bot. Let's get into games. Uh. Greg, you want to take the lead on uh, games? Yeah, so we'll start with uh, my number five pick is actually called Carrion. Now, I'm a big fan of uh, body horror side of of scary things. Like, I like the mutant monsters and stuff like that. And uh, what this game does is allows you to actually take the reins of the creature. You are an amorphous blob. Uh, with murderous intent, you escape from a, um, a science facility and you start navigating your way out of there, uh, eating people along the way. Uh, it's a pixely, pixel art style game, so it's really cool. Uh, indie, uh, made by Phobia Game Studios. It's available PS4, PC, Mac, Xbox One, and Switch. So if you okay. ever want to get the, if you want to feel like a monster and you want to crawl around and eat some, eat some people, that's your game, dude. I'm into that. Okay, I uh, never even heard of that. Get a carry on. Carrion, yeah. Carrion, okay, I'm way into that. Okay, in terms of my number five on this list, this is a game that I was not familiar with, that there were any prequels to this game, but Dead Island, I was way into this. A number one, if you gotta have a zombie game, if you're making a zombie anything, are they gonna be slow in great numbers, Mm -hmm. or are they gonna be fast in smaller numbers and very aggressive? Dead Island, you go to a resort and you're out on this island, and you wake up one day, and basically everybody's dead, and there's blood and brains and everything everywhere, but these zombies on Dead Island are both. I played this game on uh, 360 before we get any further in the explanation. I played this game on Xbox 360, and I didn't have any help. Didn't play it online. I just learned how to play it by myself. Went in blind. Went in blind. Right. Had never even heard of this franchise. I got it on, I think I got it on one of those Platinum Hits yeah. or whatever. Anyways, looked cool. I'm into the gory stuff, whatever. But these zombies do not play, and they have tremendous cardio to be dead. Uh, moving on. Next in sequence, number four. All right, so number four, I'm going to go with a, uh, it's a classic. It's, uh, it's, it's been, uh, it's been, it was, it was huge back in the day. Um, one of the big, uh, one of the big show-stopping, 
triple uh, A horror titles, Konami, Silent Hill. Silent Hill. I didn't. I don't feel like we would have made it through it very far into this without somebody mentioning that for sure. So yeah, you know, you you play as a different protagonist throughout the game. They usually have a different protagonist for every game. But the the main thing is this uh, this town, this fictional town that draws people in, and it is just super spooky. I mean, it is the epitome of a of a horror place. I mean, they uh, if it's funny, they actually use the limitations of the software to their advantage because there's a lot of fog in the first few Silent Hill games. You can. Only only go a certain amount of, of, of distance where you can actually see. Now, this was, of course, to, to kind of circumvent the processing limitations of having a whole town in a PlayStation 1 game, but you, uh, what it did was it really allowed you to just focus on the moment where you were immediately, and boy, they used it to the fullest extent, and uh, it was just a fantastic game. The games continued on, lots of deep depth to these games. Um, it's just, it's, a, it's an amazing ride. If you ever get the chance, uh, I think it's available on some classic console titles and stuff like that uh just just slog through it it'll be worth it for sure very very cool and coming in at my number four and this is going to be controversial because i don't feel like this game was created as a horror game but in my personal opinion one of the scariest things that i have played has been the bioshock series okay i didn't get as involved as as much as maybe some people into the bioshock series but if you're asking me, a guy that played Sonic the Hedgehog, and you go into the water world, and you're underneath, and then, like, you start to run out of air, and it's like, we didn't plan that. We didn't plan that. Um, that's You can't that's teach nerd that. Right that's there. nerd vibing, if you will. I appreciate Hashtag that. Hashtag nerd vibing. Hatch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah. Bioshock sort of gave me that same feeling, wet. It's dingy. Mm -hmm. Everything is dingy. I never felt relief playing the first couple Bioshock games. Just I felt like I needed to take a shower after yep. playing those games for like maybe 30 minutes. Damp Fallout is what I heard is one of the most Damp accurate descriptions. Fallout. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Let, yeah. Dude, let's go. Yeah. That has got to be one of the best explanations of Bioshock maybe ever. And then there were like little kids involved yep. and stuff. If, if there's something that gives me the icks, it's got to be... Bioshock coming in at number four for me. Yeah, let's get into the next one. Continuing countdown sequence number three. So number three, I'm gonna go back. Uh, this is this is back in the past again. It's another PlayStation One game, but it's a uh, it's actually made by Square. It's a uh, it was an RPG style game. Uh, they wanted to get into the. Uh, it is a uh, it's based on a. Uh, it's a sequel to a novel. It's called Parasite Eve, and it's written by Hideki, Hideki Sina. I probably pronounced that terribly. Yeah, that's... I okay. give you points for that one. <laughs> and uh, so it's the first game of a series. They had a few of them, but you're following a police officer, Aya Brea, over a six-day span in 1997 as she attempts to stop a catastrophic alien creature... Uh, that comes through and just it starts in an opera theater and uh, everything oh, great goes, setting for yeah. a horror okay yeah everything starts getting on fire this lady is singing uh, she mutates on stage and then like people start melting it's it's a crazy crazy game real immersive on the combat I really liked there's a lot of customization to your weapon loadouts and stuff like that and it had a really unique uh, targeting system where you basically made a uh, However much range your weapon had, it would put a sphere over you, and if the enemy was in the sphere, you could hit it. Whoa, Other okay. Other than that, it was free movement. So okay. it was a really unique game, really cool. Uh, looking into it, great art style, uh, beautiful. Back in the day, you know, the Squaresoft games, yes. they were always real good, but uh, man, that game really stuck out to me. As okay, Parasite course. Eve. Parasite I'm going to get into that, dude. Yeah. That's Dude, that sounds so rad. That's checking all the boxes for me. Uh, Opera House, 
scary monster. Things are on fire. People are getting eaten. I mean, come on. That's Dogs and cats living together. Living together. <laughs> we got my number three next. This is a game that I have never played. I want to preface this. There was a Disney Channel thing. And I mean, oh my gosh, so many people are cringing right now. But there was a Disney Channel show that, stay with us, stay with us. My kids were watching this guy named Parker Plays on Disney Channel. And he does this like, he's a hilarious on-screen personality, first of all. But it's called Hello Neighbor. Okay, have you seen this? Dude, my daughter is actually, it's funny you say that. My daughter is into this Hello Neighbor right now. There's a sequel that's become recently new, and there's some other YouTube personalities that are going through this this game. It is. It is terrifying. Maybe there's a murder next door. Maybe, like, you're sneaking into, you just, like, the whole thing about It's a about home invasion horror. simulator. Yeah, it's a home yeah. invasion simulator, and you're like, don't go in there. Don't Why would in. you go don't in that room? Why would you do that? The game is all intrusive thoughts. That's a great way yeah. of explaining yeah. it. Home invasion simulator, all intrusive thoughts, you don't have a way out. So my neighbor is weird. There's something going on with my neighbor. I've got to go investigate this. 100%. And and that's that's the game. I am 38 years old, and that game freaks me out. Okay? All right, we'll just leave it there. 80% of progress reached. So my number two, I had a real struggle with this because there was a game that I grew up with. It's basically like the franchise head of the uh, of the horror genre back in the day when I was growing up. Uh, And then and then a game that is more contemporary, but also scratches the itch a little bit better in my specific horror genres that I enjoy. But my number two choice is Resident Evil. Let's go. It's a classic. You know, there's there's a, a I was hooked on that game because I really love like the uh, the old B movies that were like bad on purpose. Yes, you know, bad on purpose. Campy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Resident Evil One perfectly captured that. Really badly acted opening cutscene of them scrambling into this uh, mansion, and uh, the main character you play as her name is Jill Valentine uh, ends up almost getting crushed in a uh, a room trap. And uh, you're 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 a member of a elite force called Stars, and there's a there's one of your uh, compatriots that's there. His name is Barry, and he says, "Oh, Jill, you almost became a Jill sandwich." A Jill sandwich, yes, so, yeah, yeah. classic yeah. line, one of so, the best lines in all of games. Period. Exactly. And then uh, and I got hooked the first time. You're going down this long hallway. Nothing was happening. All you hear is dunk dunk dunk. You got your footsteps going. You know, you kind of trudge along uh, through the through the hallway, and all of a sudden glass all the glass breaks at the same time zombie doberman pinchers just come out and it's like you know i was hooked on that game it was it was amazing it was just as uh quality as a movie jump scare that they put into an interactive experience and those dobermans made their way into the movie adaptation of that game for sure who was that actress wasn't she the fifth fifth element girl? Yeah, Mila Jovovich. There, Mila, Mila Jovovich. Give us a phonetic in the comments. Yeah, there's for somebody sure, for sure. that's a fan. There's somebody their nerddom is is being able to spell Mia Jovovich's name and pronounce it correctly. Just fix us. That's well that's, done ahead of time because yeah. we know somebody's out there that's gonna do that for sure. Yeah. So yeah. So that's where I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna. Uh, you know, you you got Raccoon City. You know, there's tons of games. They've all been made through the tons of movies. You know, it's a it is a huge franchise that's been made. Um, what was it? Wasn't that an Easter egg in another game later? Jill Sandwich. I saw in our Easter egg, like in preparation for our Easter egg episode, it was in another game. You go buy a store that's called Jill Sandwiches. Dead Rising. Thank you so very yep, much. Yep. I knew that. Hey, dude, we're gonna wear out this applause track <laughs> once again. Thank you so much. 
That's why we keep him around. Thank you, Greg. Who's your number two, Shane? Moving into my number two in all of horror games, this one in expansion, the Borderlands 1 zombie expansion. I think it's one of the greatest expansions of all time. I have countless hours full stop on just this expansion. Just first of all, I'm a huge lover of the Borderlands franchise. You know, I'm just I I have a borderline obsession with it, a borderline Borderlands yeah. obsession. Um, but Borderlands One's zombie expansion was just phenomenal. Doctor Zed becomes an alter ego, Doctor Ned, and he does like these experiments on the townspeople of Jacob's Cove. Well, of course, it turns them into zombies slowly. And so all of the other characters from the rest of the planet of Pandora and the universe come back as zombies. So there's like zombie psychos, an enormous Frankenstein with a vault chest on its back with like one of the big, like awesome chests on its back. And so you take them down, get some extra loot. You have to get crits on zombies and it pops a little brain out. And so you collect brains throughout that oh, expansion. That's super well Just done. an absolutely yeah. epic expansion. That's coming in at number two for me. So uh, here we go, Greg. Buckle up, brother. Capacity achieved. Number one. So I am going for number one. This game totally reinvented the horror game franchise for me. I am a huge Alien fan. I'm a huge fan of The Thing, you know, and what they did was they combined both of these franchises together and threw in zombies on top of it. I'm talking about uh, Visceral Games, Electronic Arts. I'm talking about Dead Space. Let's go. So you're Isaac Clark. You're a engineer, uh, mild-mannered. You're trying to, to go to this mining vessel uh, called the USG Ishimura. It's gone dark. You don't know why. You get in there and it is ransacked. The lights are off. You try to get the lights on. All of a sudden, you get ambushed by monsters, and it's just it just goes crazy. The, uh, the psychological horror of the first game uh, culminated into just an amazing survival horror experience, and uh, boy, I was hooked on that game. And it's, uh, you, uh, you dismember the enemies. There's all kinds of, of awful, nasty goriness to it, and, uh, and it's just gritty. And in a sci-fi setting, I'm just, I had i was a i was a happy as a hog in mud man. yeah like a fish in water there was greg go. playing that game and man did they do it right with playstation one era <sighs> horror games or oh what i mean gosh. they're just gonna make a continued appearance on these horror countdowns as we continue our uh, scary episodes every october here on the nerd dads podcast so i've got to do my number one now Let's and hear uh, we've talked about it before this is another playstation one i feel like a forgotten classic atop my list i have to go the four disc epic kudelka and if you don't know about this game educate yourself bro educate yourself the game was published in uh japan in 1999 and Infograms internationally in uh, 2000 says their Wikipedia page. But when I tell you this was one of the scariest games back in the day when PlayStation 1 was the place to be, dude. Female lead role named Kudelka. Maybe she's got some uh, like magical powers, rides in on a horse, in the rain, seeks shelter in this creepy old mansion, and the mansion is possessed throughout. The mansion itself well, I'm not going to ruin it because you definitely want to check this game out. There's several playthroughs online where you can actually watch people playing through this game. Kudelka, top of the list. Find the evil horn weapon as fast as you can. And Broski. Look at there. You got a free pro tip on that top. 100%. A little look behind the scenes. Nerdbot, transition, please. Next in sequence of podcast protocol. 
Top five scary movies and TV of nerddom. I will take the lead on this, Greg, as we are a little pinched for time. We have just we could go on for hours forever. about this yeah, forever yeah. and ever. My number five. Initiate countdown. Number five. Coming in at number five for me in all of nerddom in terms of movies and TV, the Ghostbusters original movies, I mean, have got to be on this list. I mean, come on. We already referenced it in the show. Uh, we absolutely did. Bill Murray, come on. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. This had just a laundry list of great actors. Sigourney in it. Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, come on in the second one. This was just, if you don't already know, take time out of your schedule and go back and watch the original Ghostbusters movie, especially the first one. Um, cult, cult classic. Blame it and, on Halloween if you have to. I mean, look, it's it's the spooky season. Exactly, you got, it's you a spooky season. Yourself. It's a spooky season. Come on, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. If that's not one of the Slimer. most icon and Slimer, yeah. Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and Slimer, just some of the most uh, iconic cult characters in all of nerddom greg your number five all right my number five is going to be the scream series so i uh Let's you know go. we Great really call. you know scream was it started out really cool campy it was also very fun uh in the way that they do things and uh the man it was just a uh i really loved how they kind of inserted older horror into uh kind of relatively newer time for us yeah i absolutely love that one absolutely love that one nerdbot next in sequence Number four. The first, and again, we talked about this in the beginning of the show, the first of the Saw movie franchises. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast and it's we're talking scary stuff, you probably know the like how it ends. You had like self-amputation. I was shook. I was so shook. I was so shook. When he's especially when he stood up. Like it was when he just, stood up. Yeah, when and dude you're stood like, up and it's like, oh my gosh, this whole movie. I was white knuckled, yes, dry lump in my throat the entire movie. End and of to, your seat, like you were getting a monster truck ticket. Yeah. I've seen pieces of other ones in the franchise, but to know that saw movie and the way you felt when you saw that first movie and are we i guess we were very impressionable that had to have come out when we were teenagers yeah Big time, yeah but oh my gosh the first saw movie so number 4 for me um it i have to go with uh, cabin in the woods okay so what this is is it's a uh, fourth wall breaking to use your term earlier uh, for the entirety of the horror movie franchise so this movie is basically a satire for all scary movies put together there is this uh there's there's a whole bunch to it that happens in the second half of the movie, but I'm going to let you enjoy the first half of the movie by introducing it as you've got these five uh, teenage characters. It's very much like a Scooby-Doo style gang. They're trying to figure something out and they figure out that they're in a bigger part of a, a bigger picture. So yes. Okay. Great, out. great setup there. Now, Nerdbot. Continuing countdown sequence number three. For me, coming in at number three, and it was flirting with number two. This is flirting with number two. But for me, the movie The Crazies, and I've, I've only found out recently that this was actually a remake from a movie in the 50s, 60s, a black and white movie. But the the one that they remade in the early 2000s, The Crazies, oh, bro, to not give too much away, a chemical agent that turns people just into brain dead things that you can see there's something wrong with them. They're just kind of thousand yard stare killers dude you want to talk about scary bro one of the most intense movies ever greg what's your uh number three 
So number three for me, I'm going with the Conjuring series. Let's so go. this is a uh, this is a series that's got a lot of facets. I don't care much for the doll side of it, the Annabelle side of it, but the uh, the nun and the Conjuring part of it. Uh, it was one of the movies that my wife and I got to go to as one of our first dates after Sadie was born. So there you go. We went there and uh, they do the little uh, clap the the clap game. The clap it's it was hide and seek, but they clap. So it was like, uh, and and whenever they introduced the extra character that did it, whenever the uh, the person wasn't expecting, oh, the whole theater was shooketh. It was it was a, all just, the lights are on in here, and I don't want no more of that right? story. Right, exactly. So, oh yeah, my gosh! Check it out, the Conjuring series. Nerdbot, moving on. Eighty percent of progress reached. Number two. Okay, since we're doing movies and TV, and I almost exclusively included TV just so I could put this in here because it's top of the list for me. The first three seasons and no further. Of The Walking Dead. This, uh, a comic book adaptation, I mean, it took over the world and very much a place in in nerddom forever and always. Dude, the first three seasons of The Walking Dead, when you're figuring out how things happened, uh, you're following our sheriff lead character guy, Rick Grimes, and uh, just learning how things fall into place. But got a little, what was the word you used? Campy after yeah. uh, a little bit, to uh kind of ran a little thin as far watered as watered down yeah. as uh as it were greg what do you got at number two number two like i said this is I'm, I'm with you number two was flirting with number one really hard trying to get its number but uh so number two for me uh it had to be the start of my appreciation for the 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 body horror aspects of 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 and this is a this was also a remake that i wasn't aware was a remake before. okay uh the thing the thing okay yeah. so you know you've got uh You've got Kurt Russell. This is the version that I watched first, and I learned about the old one. Uh, but the uh, but this one, you couldn't trust anybody. Stanley Kubrick did a fantastic job trying to make sure that you couldn't trust anybody. You didn't know what the truth was. You didn't know, and then they left the ending just as open as it could be. So you can just watch it for yourself. You let me know who you think it is. Uh, but man, it was just a fantastic movie, start to finish. It was that white knuckle experience that you were talking about with me. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Awesome, awesome. That's a that's another great pick there. As we get into number one, just a friendly reminder here on the October spooky episode of the Nerd Dads podcast. Man, let's go, let's go. I think I've even got a wolf howl. Oh, there you go. Queued up. Look at that. That's super scary. I will mention uh, going into our number one pick that this is the Nerd Dads top five in games and then in movies and TV. Our opinion. Let's get into number one. Nerdbot, help us out. Capacity achieved. Number one. My number one pick in movies and TV is going to be 2003's epic horror classic, Darkness Falls. And if you don't know about this movie, come on, come on. The main scary, uh, I guess, element is the Tooth Fairy. You wake up and you see the Tooth Fairy who just happens to be an actual witch that's come back. She was an actual person that was burned at the stake because she, like, asked kids to bring their lost teeth to her cabin, which is a red flag to begin with. Indeed. But she comes back as, like, this demon witch serving as an actual Tooth Fairy, and this kid wakes up and sees her, and he is haunted for the rest of his waking hours on this earth as anyone would be as anyone would be and she's murderous and you can't go into the dark in any capacity or she will get you that has got to be my number one on this list greg 
Let's wrap it up, dude. All right. So for final uh, final things, I'm a big fan of Matthew Lillard. He is a he's a fantastic dude. I said Scream earlier. You know, he was a, one of the main uh, antagonists on there. Um, but also, there was a very cult, like you said, cult cult following to this movie. It wasn't as as uh, big as a commercial success as some of the other uh, higher franchised ones. And uh, they are, and this is just a little bit for you guys in the TV world. I know the writer strike has kind of left you guys with some content, but if you're looking for something fresh and new, you need to look back at a at a gem called. 13 ghosts. If you would get Matthew Lillard to be in his dead form and he was a uh, as the as the host that would describe the uh the different uh killers on here, the different ghosts and for a series to kind of expand on the the universe of that, it would be it, it'd be gangbusters. I'd watch every episode. I'm just telling you this right now. But but yeah, so this uh, it's very much a, uh, a family inherits a house from an uncle, and uh, it is a crazy, like, real high-tech house, and uh, there is an unspeakable evil underneath that house. And uh, as you watch that movie and it unfolds and stuff, they just, it is fast paced. It has some of the most memorable monster figures, the Jackal, I'm looking at you. Uh, <laughs> some of these scary, scary, scary monsters, uh, very unique also, you know, not, you know, and, and it's just, uh, just a, uh, a really awesome, total encompassing horror experience that you you can't miss if you're a, a horror movie buff. I guess, Greg, that concludes our October episode of the Nerd Dads Podcast here in the Offbeat Times studio in downtown Russellville, Arkansas. We appreciate you so very, very much for tuning in. Thank y'all for listening so Absolutely. Much. We appreciate our listeners so very, very much. Support the Offbeat Times on Patreon. Reach out to me if you got an idea for your own podcast at Shane, S-H-A-N-E, at TheOffBeatTimes.com for my man, Greg. It's another episode of the Nerd Dads Podcast. Another one. Another one. <laughs>